Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Cody, I'd like to begin this episode no. by asking you a question. Mm-mm. What would have changed in the Constitution for the framers if they had known ahead of time that The Masked Singer would be the number one show in America? And again, the given, that The Masked Singer? I don't know what that is. It's a show where there's a singer in a mask and they have to sing or else they'll be unmasked. Uh... Cool. Uh, sorry about your bit, Mason, but I just I don't get it. You don't you don't know the Masked Singer? No. It's the worst thing in the world. But apparently, we it's not a new show. Like we stole the well, we borrowed the idea from some other stupid country, and now we've you know made it our own, so to speak. And it's today's for the first football day, and I've been watching football on Fox, and I've seen the ad about forty eight thousand times. Okay, so Every is this time a new show? No, it's, well, it's, it's, it's the second season. It's the second year that it's on TV, here at least, and it's just terrible. Okay. Okay. I don't think the Constitution would have changed because there's nothing about singing in the Constitution. The Masked Singer. I'm saying would they have stopped? Would they have not bothered? Oh, uh, making a... Um, would they have just accepted their fate as colonies? No. You want to hear a, th- a theory that I have about the American Revolution? Yeah. Is that we didn't do it because we were um, pissed about taxi, taxes or religious, blot, all that. I think we just did it because we were bored. And because yeah. these guys were all the way over there and there was like no direct inter- interaction and we were just like, what's the point? Let's just have a war. Why not? And then they did and they won. LOL. That's my theory. <sighs> Correct? Okay. Probably not. You can't disprove it, though. No, you're right. Yeah, I am right. I'm 100% right. How are you tonight, Cody? Good. Tired. I don't want to go back to work tomorrow. Well, somebody's got to keep those prisoners <sighs> in good health. <laughs> yeah, if you're so close to the truth, it's not even funny. <laughs> I knew I knew one person who worked at a prison, and they were not in physical shape to work at a prison. So ever since, I've just been terrified of prisons in general and the security surrounding them. But I miss the good old days. I miss like the Dillinger years, where you went to prison just to hang out, or, or like the you know, with like the mafia, you go to jail to get away from your wife for a while and get some peace and quiet. I miss those days. Now prison sucks. So, or so I'm told. So you like like um, Goodfellas Prison? I like Goodfellas Prison. I like even though the movie's bad, Public Enemies Prison, where like they brought in John Dillinger and he did a photo op with the warden, like with his arm around his shoulders, and then he just busted out. It was pretty. Uh, th- those Is that a those real the... picture? Is that a real story? Um, I think so. I think so. That's pretty dumb. People like John Dillinger. I think he was the one who like burned people's uh, t- t- like. Didn't we like when he robbed a bank or something like that? He would burn like debt or something like that. So people like the papers that would say somebody owes money or has a mortgage or whatever, and he'd burn them to like loosen of loosen them of their financial burdens, and then in turn they would like help hide him out and 
sustenance and all that. Pretty sure I remember that. And that might have been somebody else. Could have been Billy the Kid. Not sure. Somebody did that, though. And shout out to that guy. Good guy. Um, Yeah, we are coming to the end. Just about the end of the first busy opening weekend of the Toronto International Film Festival. And for those who don't know what Toronto is, it's Canada's New York City. Canada. It's it's Canada's New York. So it's the only good city in Canada. But smaller and nicer than New York City. Smaller, yes. Nicer, much nicer. Nicer. Oh, yeah, I've been to Toronto and I didn't want to fucking die. So it was... But does Toronto have trash on the street? No, because it's a good city. See, that's that's where it loses me. I need to have some trash. See, and all those little rats running around being dumb. There are rats in Toronto, you just can't see them. In New York, the rats just live their lives. They don't care. That makes them better. They're courageous rats. Well, I'd rather know that they're there than not than know that they're just lurking, you know? That's debatable, but okay. <laughs> Cody. Cody, you hate you hate New York so much. It's a bad city, I'm sorry. Except it's not, my friend. But we'll get to that later, I'm sure. Um <laughs> You visit that subject, dog ear it. Um, so, have you been following closely ish at all to Toronto? Not even a little bit, actually. Really? Why is that? Uh, no reason. <laughs> well, I, just, I didn't know. Knives out. One. It's come out. It's been shown to people. It's getting insanely good reviews. Uh, Rain Johnson is Rain. Rain Johnson. Yep. <laughs> is I think gonna kind of get over the hump of this Last Jedi stuff, and we're gonna at least until the Star Wars again, and we may not hear so many hot takes about him and how awful or great he is. And we're just gonna be like, oh, Rain, Rain Johnson, good guy, good movie, good director, and. From what I've heard, it is very crass. It's vulgar. It is really funny. It subverts some expectations, if you uh. can believe that. <laughs> uh, and my anticipation has skyrocketed. How's with all knowing that it's getting really good reviews? Where's yours at, Cody? Pretty, pretty good. I'm pretty excited. I saw a trailer for it today. Um, that has Captain America telling everyone to eat shit. And I've been really excited ever since I saw that. You know what? Eat shit. Eat shit. How dare you? Oh, my God. It looks... I. <laughs> There's also one character specifically that I heard about. Uh, one of the younger ones who I think when we talk about it is going to be a lot of fun to, <laughs> to go over. Which one? I will not be saying that. I will not be disclosing. But listen, it'll be fun. It's it's certainly it, it ties into a theme over the last few months of the podcast. We'll just say. Um, also showing Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. Lop, Lo, Lopez. Lopez. Uh, gotten really good reviews. Really, I'm not going to see that. Movie. It's a big crowd pleaser, and that J Lo no might interest. get nominated for an Oscar. No way. That's the that's the talk of the town, Cody. Uh, so is that just a really bad trailer then? I don't think I've seen the trailer in full, so I'm. But based on the reaction, I'm going to say yes. It's a bad trailer. 
I check out every time I see that. <laughs> Why? Because it looks bad. Okay. Nobody looks like they're giving a good performance. It seems like it's just trying to be Wolf of Wall Street, but for strippers. Interesting. Well, I'll have to take your word for that because I have not seen it. I mean, but hopefully for the episode, Mason, you've seen uh, Stephen King's It, Chapter 2. Good job. The New Beginning. Wait, no, 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 not that part. That part's not canon, unfortunately. Looking ahead a little bit, Ed Astor has also come out and gotten really good reviews. Haven't heard anything from Dr. Sleep yet. I really thought it would be in some sort of festival, like as a tip thing, but it's been, it looks like it's just going to come out when it comes out, which makes me a little bit nervous. They just released a new trailer for it, so I don't know. I'm not quite sure what's happening there, but... I'm interested in seeing it. Um, maybe we might rewatch The Shining beforehand just to prime myself. Um, Goldfinch is also cool. showing. Eh, eh. That movie looks pretentious as shit. I, it does, but I don't know what it's about, and I can't figure it out from the trailers or from the very limited footage I've seen, so I'm really curious to check it out. Um, let's see. There's no Venom this year. Fuck. <laughs> Bad year for movies. <laughs> Pretty much. Star Wars is, is nearby, but um, but yeah, the, this until Star Wars, pretty much this um, this end of Toronto. Toronto is going to be kind of the last the last real hints we get as to the quality of some of these fall movies. Um, and I don't. Know, I think it's going to be. I think this is going to be one of the more commercial Oscar years we've had in a while. I'm just going to go yeah. out go out on a limb and say that. Like I think. We're not going to have too many nominees, in the, at least in the big six categories, that are in movies that eight people have Nobody seen. Nobody saw. Yeah. Not, there aren't going to be any Kovanjane Wallaces in this year. Just What is that? She was nominated for Beasts of the Southern Wild a few years ago. She was like nine. and I don't know. She won. Did she win? No. Mer- Meryl Streep won, if you can believe that. That's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... The Oscar conversations are pretty much starting now. Oh, and then Joker, of course. Yeah, Joker. Joker Didn't that win an award? Yeah, it won the Golden Lion at Venice. Um, but Joker is uh, projecting for a $100 million plus opening weekend. <laughs> oh, fuck. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which, based on the internet the past few days, and or I guess the last week before people got distracted by Toronto stuff, it's going to be the fucking worst. <laughs> Everybody's going to have an awful take. And uh, and you guys are going to yell at me for being too woke, and I'm going to defend myself. And so I'm wondering if, it, if you think you're going to hate the movie. I don't think. I mean, I, wanted, I was going to say it takes a lot for me to hate a Batman movie, but I also just, a Batman movie is like my worst movie of the year this so far. So that may not be true. But I think I'll like it. I mean, if the the again, we haven't seen it. But the things that is oh, that but are you're gonna going say around, there's the, the things that are going around is that it's dangerous, and it's it it's and that Todd Phillips isn't a good enough director to convey to tell this story, not a smart enough director, and that it's some of it is irresponsible and et cetera, et cetera. But something I've, and I understand why nobody's talking about it, but every, the thing that I keep thinking about when I hear people having joke or hot takes about 
incels and people looking up to the Joker and violence and et cetera, et cetera, is like Christopher Nolan's like the smartest director on one of the smartest directors working today. And he did the Joker. And as somebody as smart as he is, somebody also did a copycat and killed a bunch of people. So like it doesn't, I don't really think it matters how smart the director is coming into it. It's just, it's unfortunately it's going to happen. And the ethical conversation about this movie is, I think, coming from the right place, but isn't really going to do much. And, but I think, I think when it's all said and done, I'm probably going to fall on the side of this movie didn't need to be made, but I like it. That's hmm. what you say now until it's the origin story for the Batman's Joker. I mean, it's not. You don't know that. Also, I hope I hope Matt Reeves doesn't do Joker. We've had too much Jokering going on. Let's we need to take a break. And also the timeline wouldn't work out, so, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. Where, do you, where are you at on the Joker now? What do you mean? Are you, since we're oh, I'm very, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah? Good. Yeah, more than I was last time we talked. Good. I saw that trailer for the first time, in the new one, for the first time in the theater the other day. It looked very, very good, actually. Well cut trailers, so props to them for <laughs> cutting those nicely. Um, I'm surprised it took them this long to get to the the song "Send in the Clowns" from that Stephen Sondheim musical, but hey, we got there. That's all that matters. Um, so speaking of uh, of DC and Joker, let's talk. I want to talk for a minute about Stephen King's It Chapter Two. Before, Just for a minute, isn't this what the episode's about? Before we act, the movie actually started. First, it, first things first is that I went to get some concessions because I realized I didn't eat, so I came into the theater just as the last five seconds of Tenet was playing, <laughs> and I wanted to okay. die. I was so upset. I literally just screamed fuck out loud, and mo- multiple people heard me, which is a normal thing. Um and then I sat down, I got my stuff, and it was like one of the last couple trailers. And then I don't know if, you know, pipe up if this was the same for you, but it looked like the movie's going to Oh, yeah, start. The, the DC logo and then Harley and then, Quinn with the balloons. Yeah, and then like the lights were staying up, and I was like, what's going on? Yeah, I was on? like, what? <laughs> Dude. I was about <laughs> to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go speak to the manager on, on their asses, because I hate it when the lights are on, because it's happened once or twice, and it always upsets me. Um, but yeah, I, I, we knew that these, these images and this trailer had leaked and everything, but for, it never occurred to me that it would be shown in the theater. It'd be, no, I knew it'd be shown in the theater. I just didn't make the connection of why I really, I didn't even think of Warner brothers. I kind of forgot that this was a Warner brothers movie and I didn't think of the fact that Pennywise is a clown and Harley is a clown kind of. Or she hangs so out with the Joker, cl- who's a clown. I'm so over clowns. Yeah. Clever. Very clever. It would have been a lot better if it hadn't have leaked. Way, no, way better. I, I still would have groaned. <laughs> that movie does not need to happen. Are you kidding me? I mean... Ewan McGregor. Is in it? I forgot he's in it. Yeah, he's black. He's the villain. He's Black Mask. Oh. Well, I wish he was in the Batman story. Yeah. You know where he belongs as a black mask? Like, that's dumb. But they just did they just did the Mafia, though, with the Dark Knight. So well, It's been 11 years. 
Oh, wow, it has been. Shit. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm interested. I just, I'm glad we, I want to see Ewan. I want to see him do, do a Batman movie, and hopefully we, this isn't the last we see of him. And Black Mask is, I, I really like Black Mask as a character. He hasn't really been in much. He was in the Arkham Origins game, and I think I've re- ever read him in a comic, even though, of the six comics that I've read, I don't think I've seen him, but he's always a, he's a villain that's always, uh, struck me as fun. Just like the whole bit about how his his he has a black mask because it, like he was in a casket that burned or something like that. I don't know. They find really fun, clever ways to explain that. But um, he's just one of my underrated Batman villains, and I'm excited to see what they do with him on the big screen. What about you, Cody? I'm not excited for this movie. Really? You hate women? The movie, looks, the movie looks dumb. Why do you hate all women? I don't know. They're not nice to me. I can think of one who's very nice to you. Mm. Your mother. Yeah. Mom's mom's nice. She is. I don't know. lady. Never. So what are your thoughts on the trailer? For Birds of Prey. It looks really dumb. The emancipation of, I don't know, whatever. It looks really, really stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. mm. I'm not dreading it. I am. I'm not gonna see it. I don't think I want to see it. You're not gonna unless see it. unless Jared Leto's Joker is in it. Oh God! Please don't. That's the only way I watch it. Only way. I don't think that's true. I think you're gonna. I think another trailer is gonna come out, and you're gonna be kind of excited for it. Mm-mm. Why? I've never read a Birds of Prey story. Have you? I don't. Have you like read many the, comic books? Yeah. I read a lot of Batman stories. Interesting. Um, let's see what else. Uh, like, who are the, the people? It's who? It's Harley, Poison Ivy. Huntress. Who the who, um, fuck is Huntress? She's are you kidding me. Who gives sh- a shit about the Huntress? I'll tell you. You do, because you know who she's played by? Baby girl. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, shit. I'm going <laughs> to see the movie. You're gonna- <laughs> That's all it took. That's all it took. Wow, Cody. You. I never said I was a strong moral fiber. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think it looks interesting. It's another you know obviously Joker looks like is going to be a smaller DC movie, quote unquote smaller. Um, uh, this looks like it's going to be also small-ish, maybe a little bit more pricey, just because it. It does look like it has more action elements to it. Um, and, yeah, we're just... Maybe we DC can build some small movie momentum going forward. And they don't... You know... They work their way up to a big $300 million epic. And they don't try to start with that. That would be... That'd be nice. But, um, but yeah. Birds of Prey. I expect we'll get another look at it. Probably Christmas time. They'll probably... I would guess they're going to do something quirky and silly with that and Carly as Santa Claus or whatever. I don't know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was right before. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Who knows? Uh, but <laughs> it's Santa Claus. I don't know. I'll something, watch that movie. Do something kitschy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's move on, though. To discuss Stephen King's It. Chapter 2. A New Beginning. Rise 
Rise of Pennywise, The End of the Turtles. Three. The Revenge. <laughs> to the losers. We made an oath. I swear. If it isn't dead. If it ever comes back. We'll come back to you. We didn't stop it. Pennywise. The clown. We can't let it happen again. Oh boy! Hey, the Joker trailer is playing on TV. Ouchie! He got hit with a board. Sucks to suck. Why are you uh, watching TV? Because there's football on, and I like you football. Some respect, please. <laughs> okay, Cody. I will. I will maintain a completely distract-free environment when we record, just like you. <clears throat> I'm gonna follow Good. your example. Good. <sighs> You're what? High key. Only listened to about half of what you said tonight. Lol. Uh, <laughs> Stephen King's at chapter two. Okay, this was your favorite movie mm-hmm. of, of 2017, all time. 2017, ever made of 2017 of all the movies made in 2017, the first it was my favorite. Weird because this movie didn't subvert any expectations, whereas yeah, Star Wars: Last Shot I did. Movie. Well, I want to get your initial thoughts. What did you think of Stephen King's It Chapter 2? My initial reactions? Yeah. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. A lot? Mm-hmm. It was not as good as the first one, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be as good as the first one. And why is that? Because the first or the second half of the real book is not as good as the first half. And is it, are those reasons the same for the book and the movie? Um, yeah, it's just the adults are more boring than the kids. There's no nostalgia um, in the adult parts. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just it's less interesting. I mean, I wouldn't say there's no nostalgia. I mean, it, there's it, less. It, the movie is on its it is at its core supposed to be nostalgic because they're going back and retracing their steps and they're going back to their hometown. And you know, I think the movie is pretty much about nostalgia because they all forget what happened the first time and they have to re-remember it. Yeah, but not in the traditional sense of like you feel nostalgic for a certain time. Whereas yes. it's the characters are feeling nostalgic, not the audience. You're right. Nostalgia is bad. It's a bad movie. No, not, not this time. Not this type of nostalgia. Um, my initial thoughts are: I liked Stephen King's It quite a bit. Um, wasn't kind of wasn't really anywhere near my favorites last of that year of 2017 because that was a really stacked year. Oh my god, it's looking back on it. 
like Blade Runner, Disaster Artist, Lady Bird, The Post, Logan Lucky, Star Wars. Like, oh shit, Get Out. Oh my god, great year. Um, but I did like it a lot. I I I rewatched it semi recently, maybe last year, something like that. I watched it last week. Nice. Um, and I enjoyed it quite a bit uh, on rewatch. And I don't really often rewatch recent releases, so that was a very big step for me. Um, and it's got its problems. I don't think it's that scary. I think this movie is less of a horror movie and more of an action-adventure movie, which is totally fine. I think that's a fair... Save um, for one scene, um, which we will get to. Uh, in this one you're talking about? Yeah. You're talking about uh, the second one is more of an adventure movie than it is a horror movie. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. I fully agree with that. Yeah, and I don't. I think maybe the problem is of people coming into this is that they do expect it to be more horror based when it's but then again it is because there are you know these horror setups of somebody going into a basement and paul bunyan attacking them you know classic statue of paul bunyan i should say classic horror stuff that um, is right out of the book in case you're yeah, wondering. yeah i heard that stephen king asked for that to be put in and they're like okay sure we'll put paul bunyan in randomly and they did um, a pretty good job of it too though yeah i think so yeah, this is a this is a very different movie. The runtime did not bother me at all. Uh, the reason? No, yeah. When I first saw that runtime, I was really nervous. Like, why is this movie three hours long? Yeah. But when you sit down and watch it, it doesn't feel three hours long. Nope. Nope. I felt I thought it was it coasted by perfectly. Now there's there's reasons why the movie is long that it shouldn't be, which I guess we can get to now. Is that there's a couple different abandoned plot threads that kind of just go nowhere. Um, one of one is only you, if you cut out a line, you're probably okay. And the other is multiple sequences. Um, the, okay, the, can I guess one of yours? Yeah. One is the little boy, right? Nope. Really? Okay. Then I have no I idea what you're talking about. I felt, actually thought that was necessary. And I think the, the fun house scene was one of the better scenes. Uh, singular was, scenes of the movie so was I, was, I was fine with that and he also i don't know if he was played by or if he just looked a lot like the kid who played georgie but it worked you know it worked did you me. notice any of the reused actors i actually i don't i didn't just that one if he was even reused well on uh, the person i'm like i'm pretty sure that the person who played um eddie's wife was the actress that played his mom interesting which that's it's hilarious. That's very Freudian. Uh, that's the point. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, no, the scenes that I was kind of iffy on and that I felt stretched out too much. One is the Paul Bunyan scene when uh, uh, when he's after Richie or whatever, and he's like, you've got a secret and blah, blah, blah. And he just doesn't have a secret <laughs> at all. He does too. It's a secret. He's gay. Richie? Yeah, absolutely. Where was that in the movie? All over the place. What? What are you talking about? What? At the end, at the very end of the movie. Spoilers. Okay. At the end of the movie, he's carving R plus E. He's in love with Eddie. No, he's just, I mean, he loves Eddie. He's no, not he was in love with Eddie. That's the whole secret thing. Remember how he was all distraught when he was called a fag? Huh, that went over my head. Now, is that from the book? 
No, that was added, and I really liked that actually. See, I don't, I don't even, I didn't even see that. I don't, I, hmm, that, that's interesting. Well, don't you remember in the first book that that was called the, uh, or in the first uh, movie that was the Kissing Bridge? No. <laughs> well, it's called the Kissing Bridge. Okay. So it's the Kissing Bridge, and then the fucking tunnels, right? For, that's what Stephen yeah. King likes. Okay, good, good. Um, you people, everybody, just they have to. Just, it caught me off guard. Pinpoint on that. Caught me off guard. That's all. I I don't know how I went through as long as I did with it being a cultural staple and not know about that. It's crazy. It's but it's cut out of all the adaptations of it. PC culture, am I right? No, that that's a good. They, it's good <laughs> that they removed that. Eh, yeah, debatable. Um. Okay. What are your other? threads that no, no, i'm interested cut. in this this uh richie as being gay thing i that's i didn't i just didn't pick up on it i mean do you have like a, a primary source for that or is that your no interpretation? that's my interpretation but i think that's also uh, everybody's interpretation i mean he does yeah it's, he doesn't have a wife as to, as far as we know he doesn't really show any romantic interest in bev which every single one of the other guys does which uh, he does in the book as well he doesn't or does does in the book okay hmm. and I, I don't know i that he and eddie always hit me as just best friends i i didn't you know my gaydar was not uh <laughs> not triggered well, does that make that. does that make the scene make more sense now though mm. the whole secret thing no because you're you have a theory but that's not an actual i would need to hear it from somebody who worked on the movie that that that's a thing because that that then it would kind of tie things together but as of right now i don't i need like one more piece of evidence to to for that to be for, for me to buy that not that it's the biggest deal that i don't it's just i was just needing i wanted two examples and that one popped up to me and i noticed that it didn't pay off at the end which um, maybe I guess that the R and E th- or the yeah the R and E thing on the bridge maybe that was the payoff and I just didn't no nope, pick it up or didn't process in my brain for whatever reason. But um, obviously I have no problem if he's gay. Okay, get on. that out of the um, way. I'm sending you a link on Skype. Interesting. From the New York Times. So bad source, but <laughs> yeah. By the way, did you hear about that bed bug, the bed bug guy? No. This, so New York, the New York Times, their opinion section is a fucking train wreck and a travesty, and they just they hire dipshits to give like the conservative perspective, and they're like, "Why climate change isn't a bad thing," and you know, pretty much their opinion section is just just to show their their quote unquote balance or whatever, and. <laughs> There's this guy named Brett Stevens who apparently won a Nobel Prize for having an opinion, which, why haven't I won that yet? Um, <laughs> well, that's messed up. I have a cousin named Brett Stevens. Interesting. Same guy. And some guy tweeted, because there was a story about how the New York Times building in New York has bed bugs. LOL. Uh, the West Side's trash. I hate it. Um, and somebody, somebody tweeted, without tagging him, there was no at Brett Stevens, said, making a joke that Brett Stevens was a bed bug. And so Brett Stevens emailed him and CC'd his boss because the guy was a professor saying, 
why don't you come oh, to my house? Oh, he got him fired? Why don't you, no, he's like, why don't you come to my house and call me bedbugged with my family there? And the guy's like, LOL, what? And then Brett Stevens, <laughs> went, then Brett Stevens went on TV, compared, said that calling people insects was, the, was uh, something that authoritarians did. And keep in mind that the guy who called him a bedbug is like a college professor. So don't know what that's going. And then in another op-ed, after that whole happened, the whole thing happened, he drew... He pretty much tried to draw a comparison between him being called a bed bug and people calling Jews in the Holocaust bugs. Oof, duh. That's it was not just, great. It was the most insane internet thing of all time, and it was. But and then now nobody remembers it because. Did you peep that? Uh, did you look at that thing? Yeah, I'm. I'm okay, because it's a, it's an interview with Bill Hader. I don't know who that is, but I will take your word for it that he's important. I think you're joking. No, I'm kidding. We learned that Richie Tozier, the fast-talking, foul-mouthed teenager played by Finn Wolfhard, who grew up to be a popular stand-up comedian, Bill Hader is gay, has been secretly in love with his friend and fellow club member Eddie Kasparak, plays adult by James Ransone. Alas, Richie's never able to share these things with Eddie, who was killed in the final confrontation. Spoilers! Which we already said, but still. I mean, okay, it, that's so that's in the second paragraph. No, but it, the whole the rest of the article is a... An interview. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. I see. So was Richie's sexuality something you discussed with Andy Machete before filming started? Andy and I talked about how overt we should make it. And I said, if it's not overt, then why is he in the movie? That's my Bill Hader impression. You could do it in a half measure on it. You could get to the full way or don't even allude to it. Let's not be coy. Let's just say what it is. So that I don't, I can't identify with because he, so he said, like, we need to make it overt. Did knowing this detail about him affect how you played the character? It just gave me more to play. We did a lot of different versions of Eddie's death scene. We did one where he's clearly dead and I'm refusing to recognize it. And some where I was very tender with him, where I'm caressing his face. This is the person I love. And it wasn't just lust. It's truly love. I mean... In other scenes, I was playing off James, but knowing on some level that I loved him. It's something Richie can't connect to. So he has to hate that thing. It's very adolescent. I have a crush on you, but I don't want to tell you, so I'm going to push you away. But man, if he made that first move, it'd be the best thing ever. Okay, but I want to go back up up to the top of uh, Andy and I talked about how overt we should make it. And I said, if it's not overt, then why is he in the movie? You can't do a half measure on it. You've got to go the full way or don't even allude to it. Let's not be coy. Let's just say what it is. Now, can you really say to me, and I don't, and uh, that they are they were completely 100% no overt about his sexuality i caught it but was it overt sure was i, it, it was, I thought they made it very i thought they made it very clear hmm. especially having um the man that gets killed at the beginning of the movie hand him that letter or his uh, obituary or whatever hmm. you know unless you don't think he was gay Uh, I don't remember what you're talking about. Ooh. The very beginning of the movie? Were those two guys? You know, where the, the um, guys beat the crap out of the gay man and kill him? Yeah. Or, and then it kills him? Yeah. He's the one who hands him that uh, funeral thing. Says, hope to see you there, handsome. Huh. I didn't pick that up. Take my word for it. I saw it today. Okay. okay. No, I, I take your word for that. I mean, I, I again, I... It's, I just don't think that as 
it was as overt as they think it was. And, you know, it, it never, that, that thought of, of them having, being, of Richie ha- having romantic feelings for him, uh, it never, it never really crossed my mind. It always hit as these guys are, like, best friends. I, I just, I don't know. I miss that, I guess. Well, that doesn't mean that it wasn't there just because you didn't catch it. No, but now I'm thinking back and I'm thinking about their interactions and like really think about it. So like they meet back up and they just go back to ripping on each other at the at the at the restaurant. And then the scenes of the losers all together of or of them in the clubhouse, nothing really strikes me as being too overt there. Then why doesn't I mean and then at the and then what, what, does the it, end, what, what, may, what means overt though? What, what's your definition of overt? Him coming out saying, "Hey guys, I'm a homosexual." But no, 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 no the no, whole no. point was that he was closeted. There's no that's how he was playing it. I know, but the way that you do Just, that, the way that you, I think the way you do that is with you know with something as simple as like a look or some sort of gesturing or something like that, and uh, and. Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention, and then on rewatch it'll be like, "Oh, duh!" Well, that's right here, like, like is, that's he's... what it sounds like to me, honestly. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but just thinking to the most emotional scenes, the, the scenes where you'd really want to hammer home that these that he felt something more than friendship for him was when he died, and then like that and you when said he was crying in the quarry. Yeah, and I don't so, know. Yeah, I caught that. They I, were all I, just because. Yeah, you didn't mean you didn't notice. It doesn't mean that it wasn't there. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just trying to work. I'm just trying to work back and try to figure out what I may have missed. Um, and you know, I don't. I don't know how they could have made it any clearer. I other than having him say, "I'm gay." I want a call me by your name asks prequel of the two of them in the Italian countryside. So then I know. That I never movie. saw that movie, and I never want to. Yeah, you probably don't so, need to see it. I mean, Stillbart's I'm great mo- in it, but other than that. Well, Hammer's great too. Chalamet's Chalamet. I have my qualms with the Timmy Chalamet. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make it any worse. I just wish that if that that was made a little bit more clear to me, so I could have really understood the impact. Because as as far as I could as as far as I could tell, they were the two of them were just really like the best of friends, and he like all of them were tragically broken up by his death, but him more so because. He and uh, Eddie were were so close, but I, I didn't pick up any romanticness of it. Which, if is well, it's fine. It's does that make me a bad person, Cody? Yeah, it <laughs> obviously makes you a lot less woke than you thought you were. Well, the greatest irony of it all, unwoked. <clears throat> okay, well, other than that, is there anything else I missed? <laughs> So uh, obviously we have our protagonist Pennywise. And no, I'm just. I wait. No, what other um, what other plot threads did you think were? Oh yeah, uh, Henry Bowers. Oh, what do you mean? He just disappeared. That was the movie. He gets killed. Did you miss that too? Wait. Doesn't he straight he's... gets murdered. He gets murdered by Richie in the library. Oh no no no! Did oh, you uh... watch? No. <laughs> okay. Did you watch the movie? I did forget that scene, but I also have the feeling of that didn't matter. I don't think that mattered. I think you could have cut out that character completely and it would have been fine. Oh, no, that was in the book, though. I and know. But this, was, this is just such a... Uh, 
it's actually a really great adaptation of the book, which is crazy because I didn't think you could adapt the book. Adapt the book. Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, that's that's just straight out of the book. You can't, I can't, you can't really fault them for that. I mean, I can. I can. You can if you're a jerk. <laughs> I just if I just think that if you look at the totality of this saga, if you if you want to call it that, and you look at where Henry started and where Henry Bowers ended. I just don't... I think he serves his purpose in part one. But I don't think that purpose extends to part two. Well, you've heard th- yeah. I don't think he... I don't... I can't find any reasons... Any things that he adds to the story. Other than... Oh, he was... Well, he was in part one and he didn't die. And... I don't know. I, is there something that you think that he added? Just another threat, something to uh, get us to Pennywise. Hmm. The final confrontation, though. I mean, the, yeah, he definitely provides something. S- he provides some plot in, in in one because the whole you know of everything that happens at the end in the tunnels and Mike gets a nice little redemption. But in this, it's you know we we have a couple scenes of him at that mental hospital, him getting out, his creepy dead friend. And then, yeah, that was awesome. And I then like he, that. he attacks. Uh, who do he attack in the bathroom? He attacked uh, Eddie. Eddie, and then he got out again. And then he's killed by Mike, right? He's killed by Richie. Okay, Richie. Sorry. I guess my question, but what I don't understand is in the book. Yeah. He gets killed there in the, the hotel. I don't know why they brought him back to the library. I don't understand the point of that. Right. I mean, ostensibly, uh, the point was, like you know, like you had said uh, with Eddie and Richie, is that he hurts Eddie and then Richie kills him. I guess that does add develop their relationship a little bit. That, mm, but also Richie that. was, but also <laughs> Richie was killed him out of self defense. I would say so. Maybe he's defending Mike. Yeah, I don't know because he just, didn't know about Eddie. Remember, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. But it does add some sort of parallel that he, you know, if he hurt Eddie and then Richie hurt, Richie killed him. But I don't know. I, I, I just don't think that I think there's a version of this movie where that's not in there and it's just as fine. It's fine. Nothing really changes. I, I, I think you're right. But also the purpose it serves is to hurt is to hurt Eddie so that his death happens easier when they get down to the uh sewers tunnels whatever wherever they end up anyways at the end yeah sure so i don't know i you probably could have gotten away with that in a different way and just had pennywise mark them up or whatever but i just even um just have him do more like his escape from the mental hospital in the book is a lot more interesting right because he like uses pennywise to get out and he become uh, pennywise becomes like this fucking dog monster that kills a uh one of the guards nice not nice but nice hmm. <laughs> um yeah so those are my only two things that i think didn't really do anything for the runtime i really like i said i really liked the the random not so random kid that popped up here and there i thought that really worked and the whole and bill's whole arc is to Try to save somebody. I get it. Save somebody and like forgive himself for what happened and like the the this, what he has to go through is 
kind of admitting to himself that he wasn't sick and he just he didn't want to play but not making himself feel responsible for his brother dying because I really yeah I liked that that was another addition like that wasn't in the book I like that I think that's super cool yeah that's a really that's a really good arc and at least I don't remember it being in the book I haven't listened to it in two years um I'm listening to it right now but uh, I don't know well, it's it, yeah, like we said, it's that it was a good, that was a good arc, and it was a good use of that kid to kind of give that arc a little bit more substance. Because without it, he would just be riding his bike around and then come back, and nothing would have happened. But with this, it gives him some. Are you ready for this? Agency. Whoa, good word. <laughs> you love that one. I was trying to whip that out at good times. Um, you should. Um talk about Native Americans in history class sometime. What do you mean? That word gets thrown around all the time. There's a whole discussion in Native American um, history as to whether or not the study of Native American history, whether or not they have any agency, historical agency. Like, are they a group that things happened to or a group that things that did things? Ooh, that's interesting. I would say I think they did things. What happened in there? Yeah, they definitely that, did. Is that they evolved? You know, they they um, they migrated, and not out of choice, but out of necessity. You know, because where they they came from, like Pangaea, you know, civilization started in Africa, and then Pangaea, and they they came across South America and made their way up, right? Okay. Civilization didn't start in Africa. Well, humanity, humanity did. did. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. Uh, civilization started in, like, Iraq. Yeah. Um, what else? What were we just saying? Yeah, then um, they st- – uh, yeah, during the Ice Age – this was in Pangaea. During the Ice Age, they uh, crossed the land bridge yeah. between Russia and um, God. Alaska. Would you, would you live on the land bridge? I would live if on the land existed, bridge. Maybe. How how wide was the land bridge? Do we know? Wide, super yeah. wide. Yeah. Like Kansas wide or like Rhode Island wide? Probably Kansas wide. Really? Wow, that's something. Huh. It's just ice, though. It's cool. Anyways, um, <laughs> back to the matter at hand. What are we talking about? Stephen yeah. King's at chapter two. Uh, I have a, I have a I have a nitpick. Okay. But it's not much of a nitpick because I think it actually doesn't serve the story well in a okay. very literal sense. What is it? You can't be the loser's club when... Everybody's you, hot as shit. Everybody's hot and successful, except for Mike. Let's, like, let's, let's run it down for a second. Jessica Chastain, granted she's in a really horrible <laughs> marriage, but she's apparently... I, apparently I read that she's like a really famous fashion designer in Chicago. James McAvoy is a Hollywood screenwriter and author. Well, author first and then screenwriter just for yeah, whatever reason. He's Stephen King. Bill Hader is a stand-up comedian. A little on the nose. Uh, his name is Mustafa, who is the Old Spice guy, by the way. Fun fact. Wait, so the guy played Mike? Yeah. That's fucked up. Isn't that, I did not know that. Isn't that an Air Bud uh, <laughs> moment of... Life's Little Wonders. Thank you. That's my favorite tweet I've ever made, by the way. Um, a good tweet. Good, good tweet. Uh, ben is a famous architect who, like, is obviously, we said, who glowed up the most and freakishly. By the way, 
side side tangent is that everybody looks a lot like their their counterparts, except yeah. for James except McAvoy. For oh, really? I didn't think Ben looked a lot like the kid from Goosebumps. Oh, but, I think one hundred percent. He's got they have the same face. Like the eyes is what really got me. I, I um shit. I agree that they did they did an excellent job, mm-hmm. especially for Richie and Eddie. Yeah, I think there's a better choice for Beverly. But I mean. Famous, famous red-haired actors is like Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard. Amy Adams would have been so much better. Oh, I think she, she looks so good. she looks so much more like Sophia, whatever her name is. That's true. Uh, that's a good point, huh? Interesting. But I I imagine that discussion was had, and she was like, "I don't want to do it." Well, actually, there were the, I I heard I read actually they wanted Chastain from the beginning, and who knows they might have revisionist history because they couldn't get Adams. But they wanted to do a, a post-credit sequence at the end of the first it, showing Jessica Chastain answer, pick up a cell phone and answer the call from Mike Hanlon. That was supposed to be the stinger. I like, liked that. Yeah, but they couldn't make it work for schedules or whatever. Which, if that's the real story, mm, doubtful. But who knows? Um, James Ransone is Jack Dylan Grazier, or as Eddie was Amazing. fantastic. Perfect casting. It's I amazing. can't. I can't uh, get over. How much there, there's a shot in the movie um, where he's going to go pick up his prescription and then he goes into a flashback where his kid version of himself comes up to the counter and their faces are superimposed on each other. Yeah. They look so similar. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah I remember that shot. That was a really, really good shot. There's there a lot of really off. great, a lot of really great transitions. Did you notice mm-hmm. that in this yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Machete is, Machete, I don't know. I'm going to say Machete, just because, fuck you. Um, no, he's got a really good eye for uh, for for those kind of things. This movie, just overall, was... There's a lot of shots that I was like, oh, wow, that's a really good shot. Oh, that's a good shot. It's probably five or six that really stuck out to me, and that was definitely one of them. Um, uh, I was just about to say something about the other guy. Oh, as far as personalities go, do you think... I think they did a really good blend of... These people have changed a lot since they were kids, and then these people have stayed the same, and that's kind of the point of like how Richie sort of stayed the same, and how Eddie have both pretty much stayed the same, and everybody else has changed just a little bit. Like, uh, like uh, Bill has pretty much lost the stutter, and his, <laughs> his face moved. <laughs> yeah, uh, Beverly has kind of stayed the same, but is a little bit more ex with a little bit more of a purpose. Like she never left her dad, but she did leave her husband and you know she was more decisive in that sense um and and then and then obviously you have eddie who married a woman who's just like his mom so it's almost literally yeah um i don't however buy that they are all as successful as they are because what are the odds that seven friends and we're not talking about stan because you know rest in peace stan and we don't know much about him also a really great adult casting but yeah, pretty good. Didn't get a lot of time with him, so he didn't leave much of an impression. But what are you gonna do? I really, honestly thought they would kill. They would have somebody else kill themselves. Because I knew Why? somebody did. I don't know. Because just to change things up. Subvert. Oh, that had been that had been interesting. Subvert but expectations. I would have hated that. And yeah. so you're really hammering on this point that everybody's super successful. Yeah. But that's the point. They left Dairy and became super successful because. They left Derry and they had fought it. Interesting. Basically, the way I see it is that 
um, it helped them stay successful so they wouldn't have a, uh, a reason to come back if they ever wanted so to. So that, that was their, their, subliminally, their drive to leave Derry was to get away from it, and then they worked harder and got out, is what you're saying. No, I think they just left. Okay, but thinking about it in a logistical perspective... Yeah, no, logistically it makes no sense. That's why it's yeah. supernatural. <laughs> it's supernatural, you think? Okay, yeah, absolutely. I don't think that they... No, no. It's it's implied in the book that... I don't even know. It might be just outright said in the book that they're successful because they left. Hmm. Well, be that as it may... I, I, my takeaway is just looking at it from as a movie thing making that jump of five people or six people in a small town and we'll, we'll throw Stan in here because it seems like things are going well for him he could go to Buenos Aires seven people and seven friends six leave all five are doing really really well for themselves yeah I as just I'm not saying everybody has to be a schmuck, but maybe sp- spread it out a little bit, and maybe Richie, maybe Richie is instead of being, you know, b- selling out a concert hall, he's a struggling stand-up comedian. Like he's living in New York, but he's, you know, doing. He's got the 10 p.m. slot at the Comedy Cellar, not, you know, PlayStation Theater or whatever, wherever he was. What if he's Eddie? I think uh, Eddie. I'm Joker. fine. <laughs> Eddie, I'm fine. I think him being a stuffy risk analyst get a company in New York, I think makes perfect sense. Uh, that actually makes more sense than what he is in, in the book. And I, I like how this movie is just, beca- or this uh, episode is just becoming a comparison of the movie and the book. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's he's uh, he's a yeah, limo driver. I think making him That's a, weird. a risk analyst makes a lot more sense. It's funny too. It's a good joke, but like yeah. Bill doesn't, I don't think Bill needs to be a hotshot screenwriter. And, or a hotshot author, I think having them be struggling a little bit, I think, is better because they are the losers and they call themselves. But the losers. I think the but I think that's just they did that on purpose. That's something from the book that they're all yeah. successful because of it. Looking at it as just a movie, though, and that's the good. That's the, you know we're coming at it from different two different places with me having read the book and you have never read having read the other way around. Nope. Um, no, yeah, other way around. I read it as being, you know, kind of silly that they're all doing great, and you see it as there's a subliminal message that as a a movie, that's what it is. As just a movie watcher, I'm not seeing, but I'm sure that's fair. It's not spelled out. But did they have narration in the book book talking? Yeah, it's explained. It's explained. I'm pretty sure. But it was never in the dialogue of this movie, or even no, no, it was not. So as sitting there, I'm just like. This seems a little bit much. <laughs> and that that's a fair assessment. But also shout out because most of them live in New York. So I win. Who's the most of them? One of them do. Uh, Richie. Richie doesn't live in New York. He was in New York. Are you sure? Yes. How do you know? The cuz. Because they like did a. Like the well, uh, I can't remember. Are they did like a tracking shot from the car accident to where he was, or it was, or I recognized something from New York. They were shooting on location, something like something or other. But I don't know. 
But hey, I, uh, but what, be that as it may, the best character lives and lives and works in New York. So, I think I I think I've been vindicated. Eddie, <laughs> yeah. You gonna say Eddie's okay. not the best character? Um, I like Richie better, but okay. How dare you? How dare you? I love Eddie, my ha- my handsome son. Um, <laughs> I literally have a note. Not much of a losers' club. <laughs> God, funny. Um, yeah, other likes for me. Uh, I think the performances across the board are all really good. Uh, no, no weak spots. Everybody played their part well. I bought everybody. You know, no, really, no complaints to make. Skarsgård, who's the main returning, is as good as ever. Uh, still wish we had more time with him, just because he's so. It's so fun to watch him do his thing. Yeah, I liked him in the all scene of with parts. The, the scene with the little girl at that baseball game was fan fucking tastic, and I like gave me that oh, was that oh, was just great. Is that the scene you were talking about that um, spooked you? No, no. Well, kinda, but that that was more fun for me. Of like, I was just enjoying seeing him toy with this this girl's you know mind because he's so manipulative and smart. The thing that really freaked me out was Bev going back to her apartment. When they when they all oh that to get I'm their sorry tokens. I was I was distracted, um yeah that was that was great though I love freaky as fuck that was awesome oh my god um it really re- <laughs> kind of reminded me of the uh, part in Ready Player One though <laughs> with the old lady doesn't that happen doesn't the uh, bathtub lady chase them or am I crazy mm, yeah no you're right Are okay you? yeah I don't remember um yeah you know, my- yeah you're right you're right. My best part, I liked that. I really, really liked that scene where he's telling her that she hasn't changed anything yet. She can quit while she's ahead. Right. While he's putting on the clown makeup and he cuts the, the smile into his face. That's so creepy. Mm. I liked it a lot. We do live in a society. We do live in a society. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I remember Eddie's kind of token or whatever challenges that they were, the side quests that they pretty much were going on. I remember his. Bills was good. Uh, I don't. Richie's was fine. It was eerie. That was, was the one you didn't understand. Yeah, with the secret <laughs> thing. Um, but I, you know, I, I get what it was going for. I don't remember Mike's. To be perfectly honest, Mike didn't have one. They yeah. didn't show one. Yikes. he had his thing already. I thought Ben's was dumb of him in the school and like the girl turning into Pennywise and her head catching on fire. I, I, don't know, I thought <laughs> that was kind of lame. <laughs> I agree. I didn't like it very much either. I did like the Pennywise part of it. How yeah. he's, <laughs> no one wants to kiss the fat boy. Yeah. Pennywise is still the goat. Um, the goat, the goat, the goat. Um, I also liked, uh, not really a, like a freak out scene, but the fortune cookie, the little spider baby, uh, the fortune that cookie scene, great. all the little, uh, did this, but that begs the question, does this movie have too much CGI? Um, there was a lot of it. But was there too but, much of it? No, I think, but now how how do you do that practically without making it look stupid? They did it in the nineties, and it well, I'm not talking. I'm not talking specifically about the the bait. The, I know, the but just cookies. in general, I mean, no CG's the the way you do things now. It, yeah. You can't really complain about it. But in a movie like this, where everything's supernatural and messed up, practical effects just sometimes aren't possible. Right. To get know. the the effect that you want. I just don't think they needed to go so big with some of them. 
and they didn't need to be giant monsters all the time. I you like yeah. You I, I don't think the old, in more I don't think the, the old woman didn't need to be that huge. Yeah, I, no, for sure. I don't think she needed to be that big. Paul Bunyan was fine. That was okay. If um, if Stephen King asks you to put it in, you put it. You in. do it. I loved his cameo too. Yeah, very fun. Very very fun. Uh, not a camp. Uh, well, actually, uh, let's continue with CGI because I actually noticed a couple fun things. Um, okay. Yeah, too much of it. I get it in some spots. Other times, I'm just like, eh, you could have tried a little bit harder and put an emphasis on um, on doing things practically in camera because you know CGI just doesn't impress me uh, overall. Most of the time, at least, it's just it. it I you can tell it's a computer just sort of takes me out of it whereas when it's practical there at least it may not scare me uh but it it is something to marvel at and to admire of like oh wow that looks really good or, and there just isn't you just don't have that with cg because it's cg and you've kind of we've kind of seen it all at this point and um but a minor a minor qualm but uh but also that speaks to the point of nothing other than the 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 old lady at the the apartment Really, nothing in this movie outright scared me. Whereas Stephen, as in Stephen King's It, a lot more scared me and got under my skin and freaked me out. And in this the first one, not one. So much. Yeah, 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 that's. But I think it's like you said, the the second half of this book of the book isn't that scary. Yeah, and more this is a, more this is a uh, super yeah. huge. Like this is a, a, an adaptation through and through. So yeah. Uh, other negative for me, I could have probably spent less time with the kids. I'm sure that you're the opposite because you like. No, I liked them. Yeah, I mean, I, it didn't take away from it. Just the puberty hit them pretty <laughs> pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the um, risk you take. Especially Finn Wolfhard. I, mean, I hear I heard that they had to um yeah, they digitally uh, they had to digitally de-age him. They de-age everybody. Did they really? And raise their voices, yeah. That's, that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. Only way you can do it. Again, that's not... I, my my issues of not... Of, I, want, I wanted to see the, them as kids less has nothing to do with the technology used. I just didn't... I just felt that some of those scenes dragged a little bit. and That's fair. And that's... Um, but... I don't blame you for that. I don't agree with it, but I, I can see where you're coming from. Cody, why aren't you open to new ideas? <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Honestly, that's you said it all. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, I did. Uh, what other likes or dislikes do you have? I liked pretty much everything, honestly. Um, I, I thought I thought the likes. ending. I thought the what ending a, was fine. I know people are mad about the ending, but I thought it was it worked because they well. changed they changed the ending. Oh, lol. <laughs> They ch- there's this whole plot there's this whole plot subplot in the books in the book where um Bev's husband and Bill's wife go to Derry because they're afraid of what's going on or I guess because Tom's pissed off but Audra's all uh, all scared yeah um and she gets deadlighted somehow by it I don't know how but it happens. One like and, um, prayer. So, and then the, the end of the book is them just kind of loitering around. Someone says that, Oh, uh, 
what's his face is gone. Bill, uh, Ben and <laughs> Ben and Bev are gone. They left together, and Richie's gone. Eddie died. Jeez. It's just, and then the the book ends with Bill riding his wife double down a hill on Silver the bike. Yeah. And then her coming back from her coma. Okay. I don't. I mean that none of that I think would none of that I care about. I'm really really glad that they did it this way. Yeah, I I think it's a lot more effective this way. And just just to, I just find it funny that in this age of and we're talking about the CGI of you know as much as possible and every every ending has to be a big climactic ending like we saw with Avengers or whatever or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood if you want to be fair how this ending is so is just them talking shit and roasting him to death. Uh, oh, Pennywise yeah, that, to death. I was like, that was oh, awesome. Interesting. I liked that a lot. And, and they did lay, they did sort of lay some, uh, breadcrumbs along the way of like, you know, oh, this sh- we've seen so much shit. This doesn't scare us anymore. Like, I think Richie said that he's like, whatever, it's a monster. I've seen, I've seen worse kind of a deal, which I thought was, I thought was good. And, um, and yeah, it's, I, I, I thought the ending worked as well as it could have. I didn't really know what to expect coming in. I know a little bit about the miniseries, but I didn't know how much of that was invented or if it was genuine to the book. But um, coming out of it, I didn't really have any problems with it. It ended the way I kind of expected. And I I think it worked fine. Uh, But yeah, that's the whole thing. Like I thought it was all the meta comments about the ending being bad, all of Bill's books endings being bad. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty meta, bro. And as we both know, meta means good. If it's well, in this case, yes, I agree. If, if the piece of media acknowledges it itself, that means it's good. I'm yes. kidding, of course, because that's dumb and annoying. Um, and this wasn't too dumb and annoying, mostly because Stephen King is, so, is awesome, and I, I, I don't begrudge him doing anything weird because he's the best um let's see uh i noticed one funny thing what'd you notice uh in early ish on the movie after they all come back to dairy somebody might have been mike goes into the library yeah because i think he goes home or he brings bill to the library with him uh there's like a shot of them it's the camera stationary and it's just, just just a shot of them walking into the library and you can see at the bottom of the screen there's a there's a name placard by the desk in the library that says Wendy uh Wendy Torrance. Oh really? Yeah. I was like, "Hey, I know that. It's a nice I Wendy's." One. I shout I know out. I know that one. It's a shout out to Wendy's, the fast food chain. Clever Stephen King. Clever. But um that was I'm sure there was 9 million more references to Stephen King and the book or his past works that I just completely missed, but that was one that I saw that I was proud of. One, um, so the, here's Johnny at the end. That's, yeah, that's yeah. an obvious one. Yeah, um, too. I noticed today. Do you remember when Bill or uh, Ben gets introduced in the movie yeah. and he's in a meeting? Yeah. He's conference calling in the guy he's talking to the, the bigger balding guy. Uh huh. Is the one who played Kid Ben in the miniseries. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I noticed that today. 
Yeah. Was there a John Ritter cameo that I missed? Isn't John Ritter dead? That's that's the that's the. Is joke. that the joke? That's the joke. That's the joke, Cody. Don't care for that joke. <laughs> I know John Ritter was a good guy, but I knew I had to make it because I just somebody uh, had to. Somebody's got to pick that low hanging fruit, Cody, and it might as well be me. Um, speaking of low hanging fruit, Dave Chappelle's comedy special. Uh, oh God. Um. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I didn't watch that. It's it's half good and then half him just trying to be offensive for the sake of being offensive and telling not that clever jokes. You should wait until Josh Probably. is here because he watched it. Yeah, I don't think that'd be a good idea. I think it'd be really fun. <laughs> eh. I just... My theory is that I, I don't hold any... I, I don't look down on anybody for not laughing at a joke that hits close to home. And I don't think anybody, I think there are, everybody has certain things that no matter what, they just, they, there are some things happen in their life where they just don't find X thing funny. And I think that's totally reasonable and fine. And nobody's saying that Dave Chappelle shouldn't do comedy anymore. They're just saying, Hey, this, this special sucks. And I just think everybody needs to calm down. And for, Why, this discourse is super healthy. What are you talking about? It's, I don't know. I d- I can't. People's hearts aren't are in the right place when it comes to the when it comes to like you shouldn't joke about that stuff. They just aren't don't express it well sometimes. But in this one, I don't know. I think I think Dave Chappelle's just kind of he's. I, I was watching a I was watching a something with I think it was comedians and cards getting coffee where Seinfeld was talking to somebody and they were talking about the PCness of it all and how that's kind of come about in the last few years. And they said something really insightful. That is, audiences, they will respect you. They, they will respond to you and they'll laugh if they see that you acknowledge that the line exists and you dance around it. It's when you jump over it and ju- and then complain that, oh, your PC is when they, they'll turn on you. And that happened Uh-oh. to me at a comedy club a few weeks ago where this woman, her entire set, her only goal was to tell really offensive jokes, which some of them were funny and I laughed at, and then yell at the audience for not laughing. Oh, and I was like, "You're not, you're not being clever with it. You're just making a I have a my son died joke, and you're not doing anything with it. You're, you're not, not, you're not, you're not playing with this at all. You're just saying, and then my son died, and everyone's like, okay, it's not funny, but all right, I don't know. comedy. That's my that's my six minutes on Dave Chappelle. Everybody, thanks, all right, thanks for tuning everybody. in. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, this movie is also funny. Speaking of comedy, mostly from Bill Hader, he's a gift. The uh, I think next to Daniel Lewis, the great American actor. You think so? No, but he's super. He's stupid talented, and I think he's going to win an Oscar at some point in the next few years, either writing, directing, or acting. Because so I just think he's awesome. You can only hope. You can only hope. Um. All right. Any last final likes or dislikes? Final thoughts? The floor is yours. Uh, I'm sorry. I got distracted. Um, let me think about it for a second. I think it might have leaned a little too hard into the humor at some points and to the detriment of the movie. Of of what? Of some of the scares. Hmm. Like they, um, they completely undermine one of their gross moments 
Like, so it's the scene where what's his face? Eddie is getting puked on. Yeah. And then when he starts to get puked on, they play that song. I don't know the song, what it's called, hmm. but I didn't like that part. Okay. I wish they had taken the movie should have taken itself a little more seriously, which I know is something I'm not usually saying, but have okay. one character be inappropriately funny. I think that would be fine. The best way to do it. Yeah. I was more prepared to laugh and for this to be a not so grim experience. So it didn't really, that didn't bother me. So, but, um, yeah, it's, it's also, it's, it's hard to say that comedy under comedy undermined it's serious or scary moment when you're not, when it's not as serious or scary to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think they played it pretty well. Tonally. I think it was pretty consistent. And yeah. They, for the most part, for the yeah. most part, but and I Bill, think Bill there's a little, yeah, Bill Hader's great. He's got to get that. He's got to get his job impression in there somewhere. But I read, I read that they tried to get him to do his Pacino, but he wouldn't do it because he's like, "Oh, that's looking back, and I don't want to do that one anymore." I was like, "But you did Jabba, like your Pacino is so much funnier than your Jabba." I don't know, Bill Hader. I got problems with you, man. Uh, do your do your Pacino. It's the funniest thing ever. Um. Yeah, my final thoughts uh, are that this is a pretty good movie. I didn't mind the runtime. I thought the characters, uh, I really like seeing them develop, you know, the, the bit of a character, seeing them young and then seeing them X amount of years later, grown up and how they change and, you know, the things that they do, do or don't carry into adulthood is always something that fascinates me. And that's with people too. Um, uh, and I just think it's it played into that really well. It's not as scary as the first one, but it's just as entertaining. And um, I just think it's, you know, I think you can, I think we can pretty much say this is the definitive Stephen King's It adaptation until they make an the HBO one. series out of it and do the whole thing. So, um, or Netflix yeah, or whatever. I, uh, so, like I said earlier. Yeah. You hate this, this movie. This movie... I was expecting not to like it as much as the first one. Yeah. Which was true, obviously. Because it wasn't my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> I, it might actually... I, I haven't thought put any thought into it yet, what my favorite movies of the year have been so far. Uh-huh. But this is pretty high on the list, actually. I really liked it. Good. Um, like It's it's like you said, it's... um. A, just a great continuation of my favorite movie of 2017. Yep. And I'm glad that they pulled off an adaptation of one of the wildest books I've ever read in my life. And they did it so much better than all the other attempts that they've done before. The one other attempt they've done before. Mm hmm. <laughs> Unless you're talking about the It radio play from the... <laughs> hey, that might exist. Maybe. Uh, All I'm saying is... Fuck you, Tim Curry. <laughs> no. No. Did he die? Or is he Not just... Yet. Okay, he's just a vegetable. That's too bad. We stand Tim Curry. Ooh, yeah, he's great. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, it Chapter 2 has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think that's a fair rating. And a 3.3 3 
out of five rating on Letterboxd, with the most common rating. Three and a half. Uh, actually, 23% of people. Oh, wow, this is actually kind of funny. So 6,070 people, 23% of people have given it three stars. Mm-hmm. And 6,072 people <laughs> have given it three and a half stars. So also 23%. So just about half of people fall within three to three and a half three or three and a half star range whereas for the as for the last movie 31 percent of ratings are four stars which is first was which is the highest for any given by a lot so on mass i think everybody pretty much likes the The first one better but that's just because it's a better movie and it's the oftentimes that happens and yeah and it's a it's it's better because it adapted the better half of the material. Yeah. So, when, now, I wanna, yeah, obviously. Would you want to see a Godfather cut of this? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I would. Cut in sequence? That'd be pretty cool, except it would really fuck up the flow of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> scenes of the, are of the second movie, especially. Yeah, they're written specifically of like, well, here's the flashback, and then Godfather just sort of happened. They just, yeah. There's no real leading into it. But that would be an interesting cut to put together. Yeah, um, you'd have to edit out those parts of, like, we're not remembering. We don't remember the whole summer when yeah. we watched the entire summer happen. Yeah, yeah, Could Could be interesting. Could be interesting. I um, think, yeah, you could make this one probably four-hour movie. Maybe four and a half. Maybe. All right. Yes. What? Moving on. Watching, reading, and listening to. We both saw a movie, a 2019 film. Mm-hmm. You liked it a lot more than I did. It's called Ready or Not. Oh, we're talking about that now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, a lot, and you're just a prick. <laughs> so there. All right. <laughs> uh, and next up, Night, no. you can tell us. Uh... I thought it was okay. It was just, I just didn't think, I don't I was sitting there, I just wasn't that impressed. And I it was, it was this year's Cabin in the Woods to me. Okay. I thought it was shot on a technical level. I thought it was shot really poorly. It looks like somebody pissed on the lens before every scene was shot. It just, it wasn't very visually appealing and it kind of, I don't, I don't think it really lived up to its premise as well as it could have. And then that one guy, the the fat guy, he just does nothing. He's so underused. He's funny. I liked him. Doesn't do anything. And I don't know. I thought it was entertaining enough. And that last line is really, really funny of her just (laughs) covered in blood, sitting in the stairs smoking, saying in-laws or whatever she said. I was like, ah, that's good. It's a good joke. You wrote this movie just so you could tell that joke. And not going (laughs) to. I think the movie is written to, to fit the last five or ten minutes. And it sort of feels like that. Like, eh, I don't know. We got to plot. We got to plot our way over here somewhere. Um, and there's also, I don't know. It was just really. Un- I, I didn't enjoy watching this movie. And the thing, because mostly because just bad things were happening pretty consistently. And then, and also when characters, certain characters get their comeuppance, it doesn't, I don't know. I just don't feel as fired up about them. Like, I don't, I don't hate them as much as I should. Because, like, I think they made it too understandable of, like, if we don't kill this person, then we all die. That's kind of a reasonable thing of, like, okay, well, that does make somewhat sense that, you know, it's the whole uh, 
would you say would you kill a person to save a thousand kind of a deal or save mm-hmm. a million and i don't know yeah. i'm just i i didn't well, buy i thought it, it was i thought it was awesome i i liked it um i liked it a lot i liked the girl whatever her name samara weaving um hugo weaving's niece yeah i feel like you wanted us to be a lot more surprised about that i was surprised I was I I was glad to see Adam Brody getting work though, he was the uh, the other brother the good one. Yeah, he was he's great. He was in Gilmore Girls and he didn't get enough to do. Hmm. I don't Girls. feel bad for him. Gilmore Girls good show. He's Never he'd be a good well. he'd be a good Sorkiner though. You think so? Oh yeah, he's he talks fast naturally. He's a perfect fit. And he's got a very distinct voice too. It's raspy. Just raspy enough. He's got, he's kind of like Mark Ruffalo. Oh, okay. He could be a little baby Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, I love. I like him a lot. Anyway, sure. I'm uh, happy. I'm glad that you do. But you liked it a lot. Yeah. Good. 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 Uh, also, there's a movie that I can talk about. I'll be brief in case we want to go into it more later, but. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is really, really good. Tom Hanks yeah, is fantastic. Really I like Matthew Reese a lot. Yeah, I like him too. Um, and uh, it's obviously super emotional, as you would expect. Very well directed. Very well written. Not, I don't think. I'm not sure if I don't think general audiences are going to f- love it as much as critics will, just because it's probably it, it's does it's is it slow. It's a little bit no. It's it moves nicely. It's a little bit too smart for them and doesn't give you what you want per se. Uh, but so he's not happy at the end of the movie. No, no, it, it he kills himself at the end of the movie. Mister oh, Rogers wow. is a lot like the Joker in Dark Knight, where he he just sort of pops <laughs> up here a, and there. He's just an agent of chaos. Yeah, and he blows up buildings and you know, <laughs> lights Lao on fire on top of a stack of money. A I don't know why they're calling it a uh, based on true life, but yeah, unless Mister Rogers had a real fucked up life. There's things we don't know. We just things we don't know. But no, it's it's <laughs> very wholesome and sweet. Um, and I think it'll do well-ish in Oscar time. When's that come out? Uh, Thanksgiving. So I think it's a few days before Knives Out. So perfect for the families. Knives Out and Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, what about you? Anything else? But ready or not. I feel like I haven't really. Did I see anything? What was the last movie we did on the episode of an episode for? Probably. Uh, did we do half of the show? I don't no, you didn't it's want been a while. to. Lion King. <laughs> Maybe okay. So and it's, I don't think I've seen that many movies since then. Um, no, Hollywood was the last one we talked about. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Okay, so I mean, now I'm gonna start reading Doctor Sleep so I can. Oh, nice. Dissect it like I did this it adaptation. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited for that. I don't know what it's about. I don't know what to expect. But again, the Ewan factor, so strong. Yeah, I'm so happy he's making movies again. And making the Star Wars again. Where's he been? What's he been doing? Nothing much, really. Listening to you two. Hanging out. Does he do that? Yeah. He loves you two. How do you know that? Because there's a video of him in the car singing along to I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. 
Ooh, that's the best U2 song. I thought Where Streets Have No Name was the best U2 song. They're the same fucking song, and you know it. They're not. They're... Dr- I still haven't found what I'm looking for as a gospel song. Everybody knows that. And then Where the Suits Have No Name is a sprawling American epic. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they sound exactly the same. They don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. The, the I still haven't found what I'm looking for is a really steady... And then the drums and then the guitar, it's very cyclical. And the, Where the Suits Have No Name is a lot more energetic and erratic. It starts with the arpeggio, and then Edge gets into the more um, traditional, you know. And the choruses are completely different too, and the bridges are different. Like, come on, Cody, you know better. <sighs> Sorry, I said that. you know better um, than to say that. Yeah. Okay. Uh... <laughs> uh, you silly boy. Well, until next time. That'll do it for us with Stephen King's Ed Chapter 2. Finally time to say goodbye to Dairy Maine. Goodbye, Dairy Maine. Are we not grading it? Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, seven and a half for me for Stephen King's Ed Chapter 2. I might even... No, fuck it. I'll give it an eight and a half after watching it again. You know what? Don't lie to me. I saw it twice already. Good for you. I gotta see Hollywood once more before it leaves theaters. Until Have you only seen it the once? Twice. Ah. So it's twice opening weekend. But, um, yeah. Until next time, whenever that may be, you can follow us at underscore Rayflix on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Send us an email, RayflixPodcast at gmail.com, and check us out on Spotify. Until next time. Listen to us in reverse order. See how shitty we get. <laughs> well, let's just... Until next time. Take it easy. Bye. The genius of the group.